At Delta, we know Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. On the next flight, 8C is Mandy, a foodie. So we offer all types of food options. Because at Delta, everyone flies their own way. Delta, keep climbing. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Through 25 seasons, hey! 4,561 episodes. I believe The Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. Daddy! The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. <laughs> it's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. So before we begin today, I want to just say this to you, parents, uh, that today's show is not appropriate for children. We're going to be talking explicitly here on The Oprah Show today about sex so I'm giving you a moment to get the kids out of the room. Get them out. This is one hour no adult is going to want to miss, OK? All right, everybody. So you've been asking me to do a show on sex, all of your emails and uh, letters to us, because you know that it's a vital part of living a full life. So we're going to go for it today. We think we figured out how to give specific information in a tasteful way, which is always my goal. And throughout the show, I'll be checking in with our home audience so that they can let us know if they think we are crossing the line. So Christy and friends. Hi, Oprah. Hi, oh, those are my San Diego moms. Hi, girls. Hi. Hi. Oh, God, you look so San Diego-like. <laughs> Very nice. Very great. That's with fellow moms Kelly, Katie, and Cindy, OK? And Kareth is joining us from her apartment in New York City. New York City. Hi. And so you're with your friends, Lori, Carrie, and Veronica. OK, I'm going to be touching base with you all. So you're all going to watch. And uh, I had told, the, told the, our producers just to give you a little bell to ring if you thought we went over the line. But listen to this, though. Current research shows that more than half of men and women are unsatisfied with their sex lives. And 40 million people are in sexless marriages. That is one in five couples. So today, we're taking you behind the closed doors of sex therapy to see what's really going on in bedrooms across America. Dr. Laura Berman is a sex therapist. She's the founder of the acclaimed Berman Center for Sexual Health, where she teaches couples how to have happier, more fulfilling relationships by having better sex. So why are so many couples unsatisfied? 40 million, that's a lot. It's that's, a lot. That's, those are the ones we know. You know what? I think it's because nobody learned anywhere. People are sort of fumbling in the dark, the blind leading the blind, and nobody knows how to talk 
about sex with each other. So it's partly lack of information, and it's partly lack of comfort. No one's really addressing the issues. They just kind of sweep it under the rug. And isn't it true, though, that people think you shouldn't have to talk about it, that it's supposed to be a natural thing? Right, which I think is one of the biggest myths that, that people have. It's almost, especially if you're in a long-term relationship, you're always going through ebbs and flows physically, socially, environmentally. You can't expect everything to be working perfectly all the time. You got to fine-tune things along the way. And I talk to women so often who think that the man's going to be her savior. If she just finds the right man, she'll have the sexual response she wants. And that's just not how it works. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Start clean with Clorox. Because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. And so when couples come to you, they come, they come and to the center, mm -hmm. and we just were saying to be happier and to lead better sex lives. So you literally lead them through it. Right, a little sex so therapy a, goes a long way. Like you have a lot of bedrooms? Well, no, <laughs> I don't, okay, no, 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 no. It's all talk therapy. Oh, talk, Yeah, okay. all talk. <laughs> okay. Oh, I know, really, yeah. honestly, no, I didn't know. It's a whether... great question, because yeah. a lot of people don't understand what sex therapy is. Basically, you have to be, first and foremost, a general couples therapist, because sex and relationship and emotional stuff all intertwines. Okay. So you're doing talk, relationship therapy, including sex therapy, which gets, it's all verbal, there's no action going on, okay. but it gets very explicit where I give education, information, guidance, homework assignments where the couples go home and oh, yeah. do their homework assignments. Okay, everybody today, you're gonna get a homework assignment too, so yeah. it's gonna be really good. Okay, good homework coming up. Dr. Berman says a good sex life has real health benefits. Absolutely. Really. If you have a good sex life, it makes you look seven to 12 years younger. Your immune system is 33% stronger. You can have a 50% decrease in heart disease. You have less stress, less insomnia, and it's also a natural pain reliever. It's great, orgasms in particular uh, are great for relieving menstrual cramps and headaches. But this is interesting, because my producers were telling me this yesterday, and I said, well, I think it would depend upon the kind of sex you're having. Yes. You just don't want to just be humped around the room somewhere. No. <laughs> it's not like, right. It would, so when you right. say having more good sex, sex. Good sex. Okay, you mean having a, more, a certain quality of sex, more right? Good sex. Right. You're not gonna be swinging from the chandeliers and having the, you know, hearing stars and stripes every time you have sex, but it has to be quality and quantity. You could hear a little. You a can hear a little symphony. A little symphony. Yeah. Okay, so isn't the response time, I'd read this recently, that it takes a man like three minutes to be aroused. <laughs> Three. And a woman, it takes at least 13 right. from start to finish. If men, you know, are a microwave oven, women are a slow burning stove. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a big difference. Men, on average, take five to 10 minutes to reach orgasm, and women, 15 to 20. So there's a big difference 
and the amount of time it takes to get aroused. One of the reasons is the physiology, and one of the reasons is the mind that women, we're, we evolved to be multitaskers. It's why we can do so many things at once and be so great at work and taking care of the kids and everything else. But it's very hard for us to quiet our minds and to really tune in and be present in a sexual situation. Okay, so Tom and Deborah are with us, and they have been married for 19 years. They have two teenage children, and they bravely allowed cameras to follow them through their intimate sex therapy with Dr. Berman. I wanted to just get a sense, first of all, of what kinds of challenges the two of you all see your relationship as having, what kind of key things brought you here. I'm desiring more intimacy, more sex. The sex life has pretty much been reduced to zero. We kiss, we hug, but as far as just laying in the bed and being close to each other and maybe caressing, Debbie is hesitant to do that because I'm very easily aroused mm -hmm. and she thinks that will be the green light for go, you know, let's have sex. I, I guess I didn't really realize that there hasn't been any for like years. Any sex? Any sex. You didn't realize or you didn't? Because I'm kind of at the point where I could kind of live the rest of my life and not have it again. Right. That really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts to hear. <laughs> I just adore Debbie, and I use lovemaking as a means of expression of that. Do you feel like you have sensation in your genitals, tingling warmth? feelings of arousal. Has that always been the case, or is that over the past several years? It hasn't always been the case. Okay. I'm smelling hormones here. We got to get your hormones checked. I mean, that's a given. The blood flow test does involve using an external vibrator and watching an erotic video. All right, so I'm going to cover that with a glove. So you'll want to use that part right there. You can see the plate right through the glove. Mm -hmm. As best you can. Generate uh -huh. some blood flow okay. to your whole genital area and to your clitoris. Okay. And then I'll knock really hard before I come in. Did you climax or? No. No? Okay. There's, there's a strong possibility that you are uh, maybe perimenopausal. Okay. I feel, I feel completely drained. I feel like somebody uh, plugged me into something and sucked all my blood out of me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said that, what, after the session? Yes. After the session, you felt that way? Yes, it, very much. After the session, were you trying to have an orgasm? Yes, that, that was the intention of it. Yeah. But I, it didn't happen, and I just felt physically drained by everything. Really? Yeah, sounds hormonal, doesn't it? Yeah, that, that's a big piece of what's going okay. on for her. But there are other things, too. We just met Tom and Deborah, who, like 20% at least of Americans, say that they are, were living in a sex-less marriage. Why weren't you enjoying sex? I think, you know, with raising kids and working full time and at the end of the night, I'm tired and it was one more thing on my to-do list. I know what was so interesting, I think, to us on the tape, and I could see the women in San Diego and New York and some people in the audience, when you were saying, yeah, you, you forgot even how long it had been since you'd had sex. I'm sure you hadn't, but no. <laughs> no, you hadn't. But you'd forgotten how long, because after a while, it gets to be so long, you don't even, it doesn't even register anymore. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. You just continue on your day, and and for me, I, I was I was fine with that. 
So what did, uh, what did Deborah's hormone testing reveal? Well, she is in perimenopause. So what happens is women start to reach their 30s to 40s. They go through what's called perimenopause, usually in your late 30s into early 40s, where there's a drop in estrogen, which will cause dryness and thinning of the vaginal tissues, and a drop in testosterone, which will affect your libido, your interest in sex, as well as your sexual response. So in Deb's case, that was one of the pieces of the puzzle. And, and her story is so common. I mean, it's the most common complaint I see in women is low libido. Like a lot of women don't even know that stress, chronic stress, will not only make you not want to have sex, but chemically it will negatively affect your testosterone levels, as will hormonal contraceptives. But also hormones are really sort of the key and secret to, to you feeling alive. That's right. That's right. And so what so many women don't understand, when you lose the hormone levels, you really do lose your zest for life. That's right. And that's one of the symptoms of low testosterone, that general sense of well-being or yes. joie de vivre, they call Lose your zest for life. Yes, that will go life. down. Yes. Yeah, so why are sexual fantasies important? Well, it's a key part of not only novelty and keeping things interesting in a long-term relationship, but it's part of what connects the two of you. It's part of the intimacy. It's part of the trust. And it's one of the things that I've found working with as many couples really can help to revitalize the sexual connection. It requires a tremendous amount of trust and safety mm -hmm. to, to bring those things up. Okay, so during therapy, Deborah revealed a secret sexual fantasy that Dr. Berman says nearly 60% of women share. So. Let's hear what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Any sexual fantasies or sexual dreams? Being dominated. Okay. And have you explored that with Tom at all in the past? No. Were they fantasies where someone was dominating you? Yes. Okay. Were you beaten or hurt or? No, I was never beaten or hurt, but overpowered. Okay. I fantasize about Deb being with other men. Okay. I can't have her, so I'd like to see someone else having her. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I think she's a beautiful woman, so what could be better than watching a beautiful woman mm -hmm. <laughs> being pleased? And you talked pretty specifically about what these fantasies are. Would it feel okay to kind of act some of them out in a sexual way? Yes. For you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that for was Deb? for you. Okay. <laughs> for both of you. But I knew your answer. It's about Deb. I, I think maybe over time. I mean, that was like something that's been internal inside of mm -hmm. me that no one has ever known. Mm -hmm. And because I'm kind of prudish, on the other hand, it's it's a, kind of about me trying to like knock down my inhibitions mm -hmm. and think more freely about things. Well, you're going to the erotica shop today, and one thing that you may want to look at is some props, you know, some furry handcuffs or silk scarf or a blindfold. They even have, I think, bondage kits. Restraints section. Oh, God. How do you feel about that? A little scared. A little scared. Why? Surrender is not my... Uh... Strong suit. <laughs> Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. 
Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader. Wow. Surrender is not your strong suit. Yeah. So, first of all, let me just say how brave you guys are for doing this on. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah, for saying things that I'm sure, uh, at least, as we were saying earlier, 40 million people are going through at least. So, when you were able to say that out loud, did that feel freeing or were you embarrassed or? It felt freeing. It, it felt good. It felt good to finally let that out. And their fantasies were actually pretty compatible. I mean, that's the cool thing, is that people are so scared to bring it up with their partners. And what they find is when they do, there's, the partner is often very receptive. And a fantasy that you have doesn't mean that you necessarily want to act it out in real life at all. It can be just pretend role Because that's play. why it's called fantasy. Right. But I thought it was very interesting when you said, when either you said or you said about being dominated. Mm -hmm. All together, every woman in New York sitting on Kara, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Kara, you all nodded at the yeah. same time. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Is I think part of it has to do with being a very strong woman. And in every area of your life, you know, we all have have very strong careers. We have to be these powerful beings. And so you want to be able to, like she, um, she said, you know, be an, an inhibited. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that being dominated might be a way to be able to do that with by being forced as opposed to you letting yourself go. Yeah. yeah. And not yeah. to not be in charge for once. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not being in charge for that once. That is so important. And that's why so many women fantasize of A, they like the idea of being so gorgeous and seductive that he just can't stand it. And B, they like the idea of letting go and giving him complete control. Because A, she, she doesn't have to feel guilty then. She can totally give up the control. She's so busy. Women are so crazy busy and stressed. It's a time that she can just totally give up. Well, I heard that that's why go. romance novels are so that's popular. Right. Yeah. That's right, because there's, that's a theme in almost every romance novel. You'll see that. Of being dominated. Of being taken, you know. Taken. You, you can't do anything about it. It's beyond your control. Yes. Now, you did say, uh, you do say that when you're sharing fantasies, that there are some, some off-limit things. Right, ground yeah. rules. Ground rules. Yeah, I mean, I think the first is that you want to create a safety zone, a fantasy zone, where you both agree that, you know, it's fine, it's safe, you're not going to judge each other. This is the fantasy realm. It doesn't necessarily mean you want to act all of this out. And you can't open your partner up that way and then say, ew, gross, and judge them afterwards. You have to really be receptive. Well, if, you think I'm going yeah, there. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, yeah. you also, and that's the other point, is that you definitely, if there's something, you know, if you're not into being spanked or there's no way you're having sex in a public place, you know, you need to say that, and that's fair game. You can talk about what your limitations are or what your willingness is, but without judgment. Yeah. And the other piece is that the one recommendation I make about if you're gonna, when you're going to share fantasies is that if it's about a friend or a neighbor or your sister or brother-in-law, better not to share those, okay? <laughs> those are ones, because you're not going to act them out, and you're going to probably start something. Start something. Yeah. Dr. Berman says many busy, multitasking women are not getting what they really want in the bedroom. They are not. That's right. And you know, this is what, and we saw this with Tom and Deb, is that when you have so much on your plate, you know, we get, when we're really stressed, we get really controlling, because we're the only ones that can do everything right. And then what starts to happen is we infantilize our man. 
and we start telling him what to do and ordering him around. Infantilize. You know, that make him like, like a, a child. child. Yes. Yeah, make him like a child and demasculinize him a little bit. Uh -huh. And then what happens is because that makes us feel safer, that makes us feel more in control, we're ordering him around, telling him what to do and controlling everything in the household. And then we all of a sudden wonder why we're no longer attracted to him. But it's hard to be attracted to a man that you don't see as powerful and competent and equal to you. If you see him like a child, you're not going to be attracted to him. Yeah. So this and men is the hate being treated like they children. They hate it and they're resentful of it, and you end up with you know he'll he'll slowly give in, but grumbling and harumphling along the way, and it does a number on your relationship and it does a number on your sex life because he's resentful and you're grossed out with the monster you've and created. And treating like a child, what does that mean? In what way? I don't well, you put you know in Deb and Tom's case, she basically you know in her own words wore the pants. She was in control of everything, including him. So to help Deborah surrender and give up control, Dr. Berman assigned some homework. One of the things I was thinking about is something that I call a surrender date. And the reason it's called that is because you're going to surrender. And that means that you, Tom, would make all the decisions, all the arrangements. You'd choose, Ooh, that's gonna be hard. You'd choose what she wore. You'd choose wow. where you went. <laughs> You're afraid, aren't you? You'd choose what you did. <laughs> and part of your role as the decision maker, you are taking responsibility for both of your needs. So you've got to put your trust in him that he's going to be looking out for you, but you've also got to give him the control. What to put you in for tonight's date? I think I have just the thing. Okay. I think we have something nice here. Yeah. I like that. I think I like that too. <laughs> you had me scared. I'll bet I did. So you're not going to tell me where we're going? No. Okay, but how are you going to get there without my navigating you there? I have a pretty good idea of where we're going. Okay. I hope so. And you locked up and everything? Surrendered to me. Okay. <laughs> So are you going to pick something that I like to eat, I hope? OK. Oh, yeah. This is hard for yeah. me, as long as the food is good. Outstanding. <sighs> See, you need to tell me where you're going, because you don't know where you're going. <sighs> this is the long way, though. OK, all right, I'll We've stop. I'll stop. Surrender. I can't help it. Surrender. We've got nothing but time. <laughs> No, we don't. I'm hungry. <gasps> going here? Yeah. I've always wanted to come here. Really? Yeah. Good. That's where we're going. Cool. I love what you're wearing. You look beautiful. Thank you. You really do love me, don't you? Yes. <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah. And you didn't even pick anything particularly overtly sexy. I mean, a turtleneck, cow neck. <laughs> Jeez. I, want, I wanted her to be comfortable. And I think she looks good in everything she puts on. So. <laughs> uh, I, uh, 
Was that really hard for you? I know the cameras are very hard. Very hard. Very hard. Yeah. I'm... So are you usually the one deciding where you're going to go and what you're going to eat? Yes. And... and how to get there. And how to get there. Making sure he has money in his wallet. Yeah. <laughs> and she learned, Everything. you know, he did a great job. When she gave up the control, he rose to the occasion. And I think that's a lesson. Just, you know, even if it's just for one night or one afternoon, give the guy some control. Let him make some decisions. And when he rises to the occasion, you'll see how it really positively affects your perception of him, not to mention his own relationship satisfaction. The morning after Tom and Deborah's surrender date, they met with Dr. Berman to give her a full report of what happened when they got home. Take a look. So what did you do? Well, we played with the, the vibrator. And how was that? I would call it successful. How would you call it? Successful. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was successful? For one, I was very happy that I was able to get aroused. That felt great. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, um, I used the vibrator. Mm -hmm. And I was, and I actually climaxed. Okay, go Deb. <laughs> now, did you do the vibrator on yourself? Did you use it on Deb? How did that work? I used it on myself and he watched. Okay. And he caressed me as I was using it. It felt great and it was kind of overwhelming. I guess too, I was kind of like surprised that like stuff worked down there. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't, kind of thought it was dead down there. <laughs> so I was a little overwhelmed by that and then just, that whole sensation, it was just like, wow. It was and a it, powerful it, orgasm? Yes. Yeah. There's a part it. of you that was asleep and woke up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> I made a really good choice. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, too, just being, like, not informed about the, the, the clitoris. It's just mm -hmm. you think you, you're going to get that orgasm, that climax from intercourse. And, and when you don't, you think, okay, well, what's the problem? And you don't, at least I didn't really know that there was really an, another place that could be stimulated to the point where you could, could reach orgasm. Priceless. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> Priceless. that's, that's the key spot. <laughs> wow, okay. So, but aren't most orgasms clit clitoral? Yes, yeah. but, but that's the thing, is that most women don't even know where everything is, much less men. It's not at all. I mean, Deb's story is so common that women don't realize that they have a clitoris, much less that it has more nerves than any other part of your body. Well, you knew you had one. You just didn't. Yes, but I didn't know, like, where it was. Yeah, I'm telling you. It... Yeah, well, it's interesting. Yeah. It's okay that we use the C word on TV, right? Clitoris? Clitoris, yes. yeah. Clitoris. It's a very important word. <laughs> very important word. Yes. Dr. Berman says many women don't know there are three kinds of female orgasm. Right. What are they? Well, there's clitoral, vaginal, and blended. So the clitoral, which we were talking about, which Deb had, is the most commonly achieved. It's the easiest to achieve. It's not so easy to achieve during intercourse. It depends on your position. But basically, when the clitoris is stimulated, you'll have contractions that feel very pleasurable. That's an orgasm. Yeah. A vaginal orgasm is usually through G-spot stimulation, which is internal inside the vagina. Yeah. And, a, and, you'll have, and women who have both kinds of orgasms will say that vaginal orgasms will feel more intense because you're having uterine and pelvic floor contractions. And a blended orgasm is a combination of both, clitoral and vaginal. So like Deborah, Dr. Berman says the vast majority of women have never looked down there. <laughs> so, so now we're going to do it on TV. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, San Diego, New York, stay with us here. Uh, <laughs> you want to see it on TV? Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Ready. Okay, so here we are. There we are. This is the external anatomy, okay? So this is a woman front on, her legs go up that way. So you see- Where are her legs? Those are her those legs. Are, these are her legs. Okay, this is good. her anus. That's her vaginal opening and her urethra. So women have three openings. Urethral opening where the urine comes out, vaginal opening, and anus. Yes. Isn't it true, my producer said this, that a lot of women think that their urine comes out of- uh, Of their vagina. Their, of their yes. vagina. It comes out of a separate hole. Now, um, just so you know, I know. The, the lady up there it's is true. like, oh, Lord, why did you get the kitchen show? But everybody knew that, right? Uh, OK, well, if so. you didn't, it's OK. It is. It's all OK. That's okay. why we're here. All right, now, the, clitoral, the, the clitoris is actually right there. You see where it says clitoral, the clitoral head? Would it be better if you stood up? Are you OK? Yeah, I can. Okay, I just don't want to block yeah, Maybe it. you need a pointer. Yeah, a pointer. You need a clitoral pointer. <laughs> I would love a clitoral pointer. Okay, so um, so here is everything. First of all, let me just say because you like to call it a vajayjay, which is very cute, but this whole thing is called a vulva. It's not called a vagina. The vagina is what's internal inside there. So when you're calling this a vagina, you're reducing your whole a woman's whole genitals to that internal canal. Okay, right. so this is vagina the vagina is in, vulva's out. Yes, vulva's, yeah, vulva's the around. Yeah, around the, the whole thing. thing. Okay, so. This is the clitoris right but here. But don't you, don't you think the JJ sounds better the than JJ is very cute. However, what? I encourage people to use the real terms because okay. it helps them get comfortable with it. I know you're comfortable with your genitals, and JJ is an affectionate term you yes. use. But a lot of people use JJ because they're too uncomfortable to actually say vulva or clitoris or vagina. Or vagina, OK. So this is the clitoris. This is a part of the clitoris that is external. The clitoris is actually 10 to 12 centimeters in length. It branches out internally and reaches almost to the pubic bone in a woman's body. But this area has more nerve endings than any other part of the body and more nerve endings than in a man's entire penis. So it's a key part of a woman's sexual anatomy. Now here, you're going to see. Say that again. More nerve endings. In this, in this clitoris than in a man's entire penis. Wow. Yeah. It's a very important hot spot in a woman's anatomy. Okay. These are the labia, which aren't labeled here, or the vaginal lips. And they, by the way, they don't look like the airbrush pictures that women see in the men's magazines. Those, you know, they come in all different shapes and sizes and colors, and so they're all different. All right. Okay. Now, uh, this is the urethral opening, as I said before. This is the vaginal where opening, pee -pee. where your pee comes out, right here. And all of this, this internal, the inner labia here, this is the external labia, or the labia majora. This is called the labia minora. But all of this in here is very rich in nerve endings. So this is all key areas. This is the vagina, or the vaginal opening, and this is the anus. And this area between the vagina and anus is called the perineum, which for many women is rich in nerve endings as well. OK, thanks, everyone. All right, is, are, are we OK, San Diego, or did we go too far here? No, no, no. no. Good I information yeah, for I, everybody. I, I wanted to say one thing is that I think that we often think of this as giving more, giving, giving, giving. And if we could turn it around and remember that it is receiving totally. and yeah. that if we could just receive pleasure, that yeah. I think our relationships will be healthier instead of always thinking of it as a something that we are Have giving. Give. Yeah. Absolutely. I see you shaking your head there, Veronica. Go ahead. Hi. Yeah, I just feel, I love the fact that her book is about real women because I feel like we're so forced to um, 
feel pressured to look like porn stars and act like porn stars. It's like, I'm not a porn star, but I am a woman who can have a really good time. We'll take the combo here. We'll take the combo. Yeah, I'll take the blend. Stick with me, I'll show you how. Okay, because obviously the combo is better than vaginal or clitoris. Listen, an orgasm is an orgasm is an orgasm. It doesn't matter ultimately, but blended is, you know, a holy grail, a nice thing to go for. Really? And does blended last longer than? Well, the va the, it's more intense. I mean, orgasms change. One, a woman who's very orgasmic will have a little blip one day and a boom the next. It depends on her pelvic floor strength. It depends on her mood. It depends on how connected she feels. It depends on the stimulation she's getting. Uh-huh. So it really varies. And are men's basically the same all the time? No, men say that theirs vary. They're, they're much more easily orgasmic uh -huh. than women, but they'll say that the intensity varies for them as well. Okay. So where was the G spot in all We're of We're going to show you in, in the internal anatomy. So here's, remember I was talking about how the, this is a little external part of the clitoris. Remember I was talking about it goes all the way back there. You see that? Yeah. And this is the vaginal opening, and this is uh, the anus right here. Yeah. Now this is the G spot. So I'm gonna show you, just for lack of any other way, if a woman is lying on her back, by the way, I'm gonna be graphic, but I gotta tell you how to find it. Women, you should find it on your own first, or else he may never be able to find it. The G spot, if you, if you were to feel inside your vagina, and this is where women get squeamish, and if you want him to be inside your vagina, you gotta be comfortable with your vagina too. The tissue of the G spot actually feels a little bit different than the rest of the vaginal tissue. Some women say it feels almost like the tip of their nose. And if, you, and if a woman's lying in her on her back, inserts two fingers into the vagina on the belly button side of the vagina and kind of moves her fingers like this, she'll feel the G-spot. When you're stimulating the G-spot, you'll have the sensation that you have to urinate because yeah. of the G-spot's proximity to the urethra. That'll pass, assuming you've already gone to the bathroom recently and don't really have to urinate. But that's a sign that you're in the right spot. And so if you continue that stimulation, women will find a G-spot orgasm. So you could use a vibrator or your fingers or whatever, but it's on the belly button side about a third of the way in. Thank you, Dr. <laughs> <laughs> now, I just want to mention one more thing that's really important for sexual response and orgasms, and that's the pelvic floor. Because what an orgasm is, it's intense contraction and release of muscle tension. So the stronger those muscles are, those pelvic floor muscles contract during sex. And they also provide more friction against the G-spot if you use them during sex. So those are the muscles that you squeeze to stop the flow of urine. That's how you identify them. Those are the Kegels. Uh -huh. But it's not only the Kegels, it's the transverse abdominals, those deep abdominal muscles that surround the whole torso that you use during Pilates or yoga. But doesn't something happen to your Kegels when you have a, when you have a child? When you have a baby vaginally, it's like pushing a bowling ball through your pelvic floor. So it can, it can cause real laxing of the pelvic floor, loosening, and the more children you have, and also just with age, things get looser because those muscles are holding everything up for so long. Those muscles These right there. muscles right yeah. here. So you have to strengthen them using those core muscle exercises and Kegels. And if you have really strong Kegel muscle control, you should be able to squeeze your vagina like this, squeeze in and up, in and back, and if you're really in control, Side to side. Everyone try it right now. See if you can do it. Do it. <laughs> can you do it? <laughs> okay.
Okay. So uh, if you want to go home and improve your sex life tonight, you should start with kissing, right? Kissing is so important and goes by the wayside so quickly. Remember that in the beginning of a relationship, you can't stop making out with one another? And women, in particular, love that. It's such a key part of their erotic yeah. template, you know, what turns them on. And so I give couples the assignment often to do what's called like a kissing game, where he kisses you the way he really loves to be kissed. And then you kiss him the way you really love to be kissed. And you go back and forth that way for a while, practicing kissing. Well, how should you start it tonight? Like you say, so Start with a 10-second kiss every day. You know, we get so used to a, a quick peck when you come in and out the door. Start giving your partner a 10-second kiss at least once a day. You'll be surprised at what a difference it makes and how long it feels compared to what you normally do. And then if that feels good, you can say, hey, honey, you want to play a game? I saw the Oprah show today. And they were saying that this is really good for it. Now, you want to make it just kissing for kissing's sake, because the only time that women get kissed in a long-term relationship is when it's a prelude to sex. So you want to make it not about sex, but just about kissing. And what the guys will find is that then she's ready to get busy. When he's not putting the pressure on, and he's just about sensuality and loving her and connecting with her and kissing her, then she often will get turned on as a result. Okay, start with 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Okay, and women love kissing. Yeah. And men used to love kissing, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, it just, they, they love it like crazy when they know how much she loves it. You know, they want to be our knights in shining armor sexually. They yeah. just, you just got to tell them what to do. Okay, and then what's our big, big, <laughs> big uh, homework assignment? Your biggest homework assignment is to take a handheld mirror and women to look at your vulvas. You saw the diagram. Look at it, identify the parts. Find where your clitoris is, your labia, all right? And what do we want to do that for? Because you have to know, if, unless you have to take your pleasure into your own hands if you want to get pleasure from your sex life. You have to know how your body what works. What if you already know where it is and where, what everything is? Things change, you know, with age, <laughs> with hormones. Oh, Lord. You've got to see what's happening. <laughs> If you're not comfortable with your vulva, you can't expect him to be. Okay. Love your vulva. Okay, love your vulva. <laughs> and how's it sound, San Diego? Hello. Yeah. Hi, Hi Katie. I like, I like the first homework assignment, but the second one would be a little Fair tough. Enough. A little tough. <laughs> well, see, now that's the thing. Why is it so tough? If you can't love your vulva and feel comfortable with it, how do you expect him to? Kareth, what do you say? Well, we're, we're yeah. kind of disagreeing with San Diego here. Yeah, we, we, we think that. You should be able to know yourself so someone else can get to know you. Yeah. Find your own G-spot so you can direct somebody else. That's right. <laughs> and we're wondering if there positions like, that could yeah, help like, you find Where do you better. put your foot? Above the toilet? Do you have a G-spot or... position system? <laughs> <laughs> go to New York. Go New York. Uh, thank you, New York. San Diego, thanks so much. You're Guys, welcome. we thank you so much for sharing your story with us. So brave. So brave. Thank you. thank you. Dr. Berman, thank you. Bye, everybody. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah Show, the podcast. And I thank you for listening. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince. Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack.
But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.